Blog Talk Radio. Scatter Chatter. It's your boy, Just Ray. Hey, this is Will93. Before we get started, feel free, please, please um, interact with us by leaving your comments below. Um, any questions, concerns, um, thoughts you want to share with us, please leave your comments down below so we can interact with you on our show. And with that being wow. said, Just Ray, interesting, uh, um, I had interesting topic. Interesting topic. Yeah. Um, I guess we can we can go anywhere and everywhere today. We don't have any guests today. Um, yeah. Just having conversation but, um, with everybody. Just going. Just doing our just thing. Just having conversation. Um, but there's one thing that's been really heavy on my on my head and my heart was um, um, this killing of a, a, a black man by uh, two white gentlemen down in Florida. I mean, not Florida, in Georgia. Um, um, the gentleman's name is Ahmad uh, Arbery, and has been uh, gaining a lot of momentum, strong on social media. Um, a little bit of background: while this guy is jogging in his neighborhood um, in southern Georgia, two uh, white men in a pickup truck had approached him, um, engaged with him, saying that he was. Um, they thought he was. Uh, burglarizing the neighborhood and they shot and killed him. Yeah. And um it was it was captured and um but there was no arrest made which is which brings more attention to it. Um and and that's where we are right now. Um like I said it's been gaining a lot of uh, momentum um um for for someone who doesn't uh, remember, it's it's kind of the setup of Trayvon Martin with uh, George Zimmerman. Um, as we go back to that case, um, um, George Zimmerman thought that Trayvon Martin was in the neighborhood and was burglarizing, or he was a potential burglar. Um, um, he approached Trayvon Martin, and then they there was a fisticuff that started in which George Zimmerman shot and killed Trayvon Martin. And this is the same mirrored image of what happened back on February 23rd um, in a southern Georgia neighborhood. And that's where we are right now. Um, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a moment when um, you're seeing a live, it's live, it's, it's on video, and you see um, I'm uh, trying to struggle to get away, and then you hear shots fired. And it's, he it's, wasn't it's even just, he it's, wasn't even being yeah. aggressive. Like they were like being aggressive, and like even in uh in combat, like in your, in the military, or even if you're being doing security, you give people a warning if they're true acting, and they, and then you tell them like, and you say 
if you have a weapon, please drop it, or I see a weapon, please drop it, and then you draw fire on them. But they don't even they don't even do that. And then the second question is, like, do these guys have the CCWs to just be drawing down on people like that? And the kid didn't even True. seem like he was being aggressive. He, he was, and if you watch the video clearly, just from just an analysis, just from a layman's, like, the kid wasn't even being, he was just like, I'm just drawing Oh, and there's these guys in the truck following me, and then they just open fired on them. Yeah, it's crazy. How does that, and, and, how does that what, even work? What makes it well, you know what? And what makes it real haunting? This is like, uh, um, this was let's see. So this is February twenty third of um this year. This is like maybe maybe three or four days before the anniversary of Trayvon Martin. Um, so, and the one thing, so it may have been the one thing, well, I hope not, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, you, you don't want to, I don't want to crawl inside the, the minds of, and hearts of men to find out what their ulterior motives were. But if he is jogging, he doesn't have a bag on him. If he was committing a robbery, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, you're trying to catch a guy while he's jogging. You know, there's there's what? nothing there's nothing on on his person that would suggest that he is being involved in any kind of criminal activity. Right, and then and then another thing is like they knew that he does that on a regular basis. So that's from what I'm understanding. And, and I want to make a point that uh, D.L. Hewley says the worst place for a person to exist is in another person's mind. So. Man. There's something that yes. they, they had pre-existingly thought of him or of maybe of black people, black culture in general, and just decide, like, hey, I can just do this. One, I'm white, white privileged. I can get away with this. And then, you know, secondly, like, we're just going to just make this happen. Yeah. And and it may not have even been like they're they're using the the robbery thing as, as a scapegoat, you know what I'm saying? I, I, the way that it looked, they just wanted to kill themselves a black person just to see if they could get away with it. True. True. Um, the story goes that um, uh, Gregory McMichael um, told police that he believed that, um, that the guy, uh, Arbery, was um, a person seen on a surveillance video breaking into homes. And it said that, um, yeah, so so McMichael and his son, um, Travis, um, said he was seen in front of the, um, um, jogging, um, across, um, through, um, not through his, um, property, but just in front of his, um, yard, decided to get in their truck and began chasing him. Yeah, but they just shot him. Like most, like most of the time when people like confront somebody that's, robbing them or whatever, they don't do all that. You know what I'm saying? Unless there's a yeah. weapon. The kid had no weapon, you know what I mean? Nothing on him. Yeah. They just they just opened so, fire on him like he was like it was an act of combat. Like he was like some military thing. It just like, oh, we want to test these rifles out on this dude just to see if they see if it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
shot a mid torso. Just just open yeah. fire on him. Like he's yeah. defenseless. Like what? So um, crazy. It, it it's an interesting thing, and then. What makes it even more interesting is that they're saying that they wanted to go to a grand jury to see whether or not the uh, two gentlemen should stand trial uh, for the shooting. Um, I understand the need for a grand jury, um, but neither one of the McMichael um, characters were police officers. If this was a police-involved shooting, I could see where it could go to um I could see where it could go to a grand jury but there's a there's a sense of um privilege um that's being put there because um again it's been three months <laughs> and those gentlemen have not been arrested. <laughs> right. So I get a little bothered by that. You know, I I I want to be as fair and objective as possible. Um, but there are moments when I sit back and I look at things and I say, you know what? If the shoe was on the other foot, if you had two black men who were chasing down a white man jogging. Oh, they started a conversation. Electrocute him, throw him under the dude. That would have been done. In in southern Georgia. Right. In Georgia. Um, Definitely. And I used to live in Georgia, so and they used to tell us like, don't go anywhere past the the two eighty five. Is it the two eighty five or the eighty five east? Like, stay within the perimeter. Don't go too far north. And don't go too far south unless you're going straight to Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's not it's not know, okay. Even at Stone Mountain, um, that's within the perimeter and DeKalb County. They're just like, yo, be careful when you go to Stone Mountain. Don't just be hanging out there for Fourth of July and stuff. It's it's not the no. place to be. Like even though it looks nice, it's a mountain and it's a park. You want to go there? Like keep your stay very limited when you hang out there. It's a again, I try to be as objective as possible, and they say justice is blind, but like i said if if this was a case scenario where there were two black men who were chasing down a white jogger, got into a confrontation, shot him, I don't believe that they would not be in jail no I don't. I wouldn't see where the wheels of justice would not be turning faster uh-huh. in this case scenario. Mm-hmm. And that hurts me sometimes. It hurts me to say that. It hurts me to say it out loud. Um, mm-hmm. This is 2020. We're not talking about 1968. We're not talking about right. 1955. We're not talking about Jim Crow. However, we are talking about Southeastern United States Mm -hmm. And we're looking at In 2020 That You know It's almost like Hunting season Hmm. You know it, It gets tired It becomes cliche 
you know, pe- the 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 neighborhood is enraged. The parents are shown in grief. Um, there's this protest. It goes to court, and then somehow it gets thrown out. It gets thrown out. Well, well so so my question is like some of the questions that just come like right off the bat, right? Uh-huh. One, one is like why, like why are why are people, why are, are people of non African American descent like just hunting black folks? Like, what's the purpose? Like, what's the like? What are you getting out of it? Like, we're we're like are like is it just like a thing to do or whatever? Like, I think I saw somebody like even on TV or on a clip somewhere where he's talking about. He'll like convert to cannibalism to feed his kids. Like he was just very adamant about it. And I was just like, I was like, is this? Are we going to like go into like some type of purge mode or something? Is that what we're doing? And then a black folks, the first thing is being hunted. Like what? Why? What's the reason behind that? Is there something historical that's like keep, that's making them do this? And then the second question is, is like. At what point do we just get tired and just be like, you know what, we're gonna start, we're gonna start taking a life for a life, and start, we're gonna start hmm. now. Um, because I mean, they got I mean, Farrakhan is just like he's just like you know, we're trying to be peaceful and hold all these protests and rallies, but it's like, enough talk is 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 enough. It's too much talking going on. You know what I'm saying? No one's going to respect you until, you know what I'm saying, you start doing something. Then they're going to be like, okay, we need to, like, let's have a talk. Let's have a conversation about stuff. And I'm not, right. and this isn't me advocating, like, people, like, you know, getting their pitchforks and going out in the middle of the street. I'm just like, when is the, where, when does that happen? You know what I'm saying? Um. And that, that's a rhetorical okay. question. It's not like it doesn't really require right. an answer. Well, but as we're in the discussion, in the in the discussion, I I answer that question by saying that at some point, just like the L.A. riots, mm-hmm. the L.A. riots of '92, you had. You had um, Latasha Harlan, mm-hmm. you know, a, a teenage girl who was shot and killed by a Korean store owner. Um, mm-hmm. She um, she had a confrontation with the store owner. Um, she had left money on the counter to purchase an orange juice, turned around and walked away. And the store uh-huh. owner shot her and killed her, just shot her in the back of the head and killed her. This was shortly after the Rodney King verdict. I mean, um, the Rodney King beating. So this is mm. like two weeks apart. So to see Latasha Harlan on video and then to see Rodney King be beaten on video, these were the grandparents to today's social media capture of, of shootings. Mm-hmm. Um, now you fast forward a year and a year and a couple of weeks, and then April 29th, 1992, the, the four police officers 
who were found not guilty, that court case moved out of L.A. County and moved to Simi Valley, where hmm. the ratio for the um, jury is way different. Simi Valley was a hmm. law enforcement it's a law enforcement community, and so people believed as though the police officers would not get a fair shake in L.A. So they moved to the city mm-hmm. valley where it swung the pendulum way over to the other side. Mm-hmm. Okay. Latasha Harlan, um, Judge Carlin um, at the time, uh, presided, and even though they found the store owner guilty, Judge Carlin came in and said that she didn't believe that the store owner posed a threat and gave her community service. She then went back to South Korea and never did anything. No jail time, no community service, no anything. Um, this is when the city did an uprising. So we can look at Michael Brown. We can look at Trayvon Martin. We can look at Eric Garner. We can now look at this case right now with Ahmad um, Arbery. You can look at these cases and you can see the trend. Blacks can be killed on video. The spin can be done to show that these characters were they wanted to they wanted to die. It's basically what they're saying. They're saying that these black men wanted to die and put themselves in in the way of dying. And it's okay. That now that's a harsh reality, right? But it is something that we can look at. Now, I like history. I love history. Um in nineteen sixty seven during the peak of the Black Panther movement, the Black Panthers did a protest on California State Capitol. Mm-hmm. And they had their guns, they had their guns, and they were displaying their Second Amendment right to bear arms. Mm-hmm. Now, a couple of weeks after that, the Mulford Act went into place. And I don't know if you know anything about the Mulford Act, but the Mulford Act clearly stipulated that they wanted no one to have bare arms um, in the state of California. It, pro- it, it repealed the law allowing public carry of loaded firearms. It's basically what they said. Okay. Now, the, N- now the NRA... The NRA is notorious for for showing up and supporting gun rights. However, they were not present when the Mulford Act went into place. Interesting. So a bunch of white nationalists can file for a permit, and they can semi-weaponize because they are they – are, displaying their right to bear arms. Well, wait. Let's back up a minute. Who's writing the rule? Go ahead. Okay. That comes down to 
power and privilege. Yeah. Anyone who's in power, anyone, and this is Mm -hmm. just for history's sake, anyone who is in power does not give up his or her power voluntarily. No. It's always like a never have, never will. Right. It's always been that way. Ever since the discovery of America with the Indian tribes or whatever, it's always been, we're not going to give it up. We're going to fight for it. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. want it, come get it. You're going to have to pay a price for it. <laughs> right. And, and you know, it is what it is. So the Revolutionary Wars, the Civil Wars, all that. Yeah. Those who are in power do not give it up. No. And, you know, and that's where we are right now. But again, the NRA did not show up when the Black Panthers were um, storming on the um, capital, um, capital, um, state capital, they, mm-hmm. they, they were like, okay, well, let's just stand down. When this should have been a key, a key component for them to, to say, you know what, we may not necessarily agree with the methodology of the Black Panthers, but we do agree with their Second Amendment rights to bear arms. And they didn't. They didn't do it. And so, you know, it, Ronald Reagan was the governor at the time. He was like, "Yo, um, I don't want this to happen," and it didn't happen. And so far, I believe that that's the only law that has been put on the books since the inception of the NRA that goes against the Second Amendment right. Hmm. Which is still in place to this very day. And what did you say the law was called again? The Mulford Act. The Mulford Act. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, Ronald, um, Ronald Reagan signed it. Um, I was just thinking about it because um, cause it happened um, It would happen back in April of 67. Mm. Yeah. So um, it went in April. I think they finally signed it in law later on in like July, June or July, something like that. But you know what I'm saying? It's like okay, so when when we ask the question, does does the black population have to color within the lines and say, you know what, we're going to go out, we're going to buy AR-15s? Because we feel the need to protect ourselves, right? How long do How long do you think that law would stay in the place before they start to change it? Oh shit! They're trying to do that shit within a week, overnight. Yeah, that's how I'm. Could you imagine? Wait, wait. Could you imagine, uh, Pookie, in you know, in Northwest, uh, Northeast? Atlanta, over there in Stone Mountain, you know mm-hmm. what, he's going out to get gas, and then um, a couple of, uh, you know, uh, white guys walk up on him and uh, start to question him for being in the community, and he pulls out a gun and he, he mows him down. Hey, I was standing my ground, I had the right to bear arms, 
Yeah, that boy would be. If he's lucky, he would be in jail. Mhm. I was standing my ground. I had the right to stand my ground and not retreat. These guys were posing right. a threat, posing bodily harm, and I took action. I fear for my life. I fear for my life. Let's look at police-related shootings. <laughs> Ray, I'm in. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. If if I was in Nashville, Tennessee, and I have a concealed carry permit, and a police officer pulls me over, and I and I just so happen to be in the car with my gun, and he feels like his life is being threatened, and he pulls his gun out, and before he could get his gun out, I have my gun out and I shoot. And kill that police officer. Mm-hmm. We have a situation where there's two guys. Both of them are in fear of their life, and one of them are going to go home alive tonight. Yeah, but here's the question: What deems it, you know, what deems it okay for you to draw a weapon? Like, is it? Because this comes down to like It's like law Like every lawyer says It all comes down to emotion You know what I'm saying So it's like what it, Where does it Where does it Play out Like Is it because you looked a certain way I felt fear for my life You said the wrong word That might have triggered me And then I fear for my life You know what I'm saying Like where Where do we draw the line here Well you know, you know what We're right At that point There's two people if one dies, you only have one witness left. Who who right. can argue that case? <laughs> because, again, I can't go into that law enforcement officer's mind and find out what he or she was thinking. Mm-hmm. What I can do is see the reaction of what he or she is thinking by their actions. Yeah. And, then, and that becomes the question. It's like you talk about a rise up. When when people of color color within the lines and they follow the law, will the law work for them be just as blind as it will be for these two guys? Interesting. That's, That's a good question. Again, that happened February twenty third. We are now on March. I mean May sixth, and they still not in jail yet. Right. And on top of that, on top of that, what they're doing is they're saying, let's send this to a grand jury to see whether or not these two men will stand trial. So if you get a grand jury of their peers to say they don't even have to stand trial. They walk out of that courtroom free. The, the so, jury, the jury, the jury is not, I mean, they don't have to reveal themselves. The information, the testimony in the grand jury does not have to even be revealed. So it gets swept under the rug. So what it sounds like, they might be protected by the powers that be. 
That's what it's starting to sound like now. Well, okay. All right. You could take that and run with it. You're absolutely right. They could. Because so, that's okay. how the grand jury set up. Right. Okay, so it's nice that we're doing the circle jerk thing and just talking about, like, the problem. So what do you think it should be, like, the next course of action as far as, like, us as, as black people, like, in the streets now? Like, do we need to, like, walk out in pairs, don't be out at a certain time of night, you know what I'm saying, be in fear when we in certain neighborhoods? Like, what, what do we need to be doing? That is the plan. The plan is for you to be in fear. To know that, guess what? Your life does not mean anything. And at any given time, I can justify myself in killing a black man or a black woman and not face any consequences. Right. You know, and that, yeah, and there it is. So I mean, so now, so now, what? Like, how do we, how do, how do we tell our, the black youth and just black people in general, like, how do we need to conduct ourselves so we make sure we get home safely to our loved ones and to our family members nowadays? Okay. Um. Like let's like let's talk about some possible solutions or what 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 are we what should we be doing now? Until you can get a vast majority to change the law, you have to work within the law. So I tell everyone, okay. hey, go buy your gun. This is straight Start up. Go to the gun range. Buy your gun. Go get you a pistol. Go to the gun range. Okay. And then what? Just carry get it you, when you get out you, alone? Get, get, you, get you an open carry. Look. There are a lot of states that allow you to have an open carry gun permit, meaning you can walk around like a, a cowboy with a gun holster. Okay. And until they change the law, you ride the law the same way um, everyone else is doing it. All right. If a, if a white man can walk into a Walmart with a gun on his holster because – he has that Second Amendment right, and they allow you to do it. Then, um, then I would say a black man should do the same thing. Okay. Because so at what that about point like- in time, because at that point in time, if the white guy, if the white guy sees the black guy has a gun, he knows he only has a fifty-fifty shot of surviving. Mm-hmm. However, if a if a black man is jogging, and you got two white men who are armed, they have way more chance of making it. Okay, so we got that. So what about like what do you say as far as like just the reg- like even like you see like people going into Walmart and you know I mean I can't if I'm the person that just can't get a piece like right away, what should I be doing like? I just just have like situational awareness, like and see like how people are acting. Do I need to dress a certain way? What like what should I be doing? Right, we tried it. Every every possible scenario. Okay. Every possible scenario where where black people 
were showing that they are not a threat. There's been a time where they have been shot and killed. So you're saying we're past that point now. We're past that point. We just need to just we need to just act accordingly. I mean, act accordingly. We are trying. We are trying. I mean, like we need we need to like play like if you got fire, I got fire. Like you know what I'm saying? Right. Because you know what I used to believe. I used to believe that you could fight fire with a fire extinguisher. I really, I really did. I was like, you know what? You know what? This situation is escalated. I'm going to be calm. Mm -hmm. I am going, okay, I see that this is the law of the land, so I'm going to act within the law of the land. Okay. Okay. When I looked at someone like Eric Garner, Eric Garner was being arrested by several different police officers for the illegal sale of cigarettes. Okay. Now, now part of me looked at that and said, okay, Eric Garner died because he was resisting arrest. I could catch okay. all kind of flack for that from the black community. You know what? He said that he couldn't breathe. But ultimately, when you look at the very beginning of that roundup, if he would have just turned around, put his hands behind his back, got handcuffed, he could have went to the police station, made his phone call, bailed out. Okay. Bailed out. He could have bailed out and been done with it. Mm -hmm. But he resisted arrest, and that triggered the emotions and the reactions of those police officers. Okay. So much to the point that they literally choked him to death. Right. And was justified. Let me let me back that up. And justified. Mm-hmm. Some people can kill a fly with a fly swatter. You could kill a you could kill a fly with a hand grenade. It's overkill. Yeah. It's overkill. But he got the job done. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I look at it like that. I mean, it's like, look, in this day and time, we need to work within the scheme of the law. And if okay. an AR-15 assault rifle is within the coloring line, get your AR-15. Get your wait, wait, Ray, get your AR-15 and come and hang out with me in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> in the Bible Belt, I guarantee you, you could walk around with that AR-15 with an open carry permit, and they do nothing to you because it's the law. Just now you can't do that in LA. Carry our guns. Can't do it. No, right. There, there's no open carry in in California, but you have the right to bear arms. Right. Yeah, I wow. mean it's 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 crazy, but yeah, we have to we have to start working within the law. And I'm not and I'm not militant, but I'm extremely objective. Like I bought a gun. I bought a wow. gun for my birthday. Yep. Wow. Man. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Birthday, man. Fifty. I'm fifty, man. Club AARP. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you, man. And I and I was like, yeah, I want to protect myself. I've been to the gun range and everything. Yeah, but you stay in like rural 
Tennessee is Tennessee is like it's a house for every like twenty miles. Well, I'm not that far out, but but nevertheless, I mean, it's no different you can't from walk a, to a grocery uh, store in Tennessee, in Tennessee. It's like Georgia. You can't walk to no damn grocery store. You got to drive. Yeah. I mean, I mean, my store is like maybe three miles. There's a Walmart yeah, like three and a half miles away from me. Yeah, but for for the most part, anybody I mean, walking down there, so. yeah. But I'm okay. We're right. We're saying that to say, all right. I realize that at age fifty, that I have that right to bear arms. Yeah, and, why, why and not? so so and so why not? You know, because at this point, do I want to really put myself in a situation where I have zero and they have a whole bunch of guns? I could, I, uh, I run. I mean, I was training for the half marathon. You know what I'm saying? I ride my bike. Could you imagine me out here riding my bike or me out here jogging just like like um, Ahmad was? And then these these two guys these two guys approach me as if I've I'm jogging. I got, they even I got talk, they even a T-shirt. They even said anything. They just right. roll up on them. Right. Like T-shirt and shorts. He wasn't in no. He wasn't in. They didn't give they the, human, in, the human dignity to just acknowledge him as a human first. They didn't, right. they didn't do that first. They, they, just like they, they, came up with a, they came up with a scenario that they were intending on harassing this guy for no apparent reason other than the reason that they made up to justify their narratives on why they shot that guy. And I don't care. I don't care what he was doing. If you were just that concerned, you could have followed him and called the police. Right. In your hand, wait, wait, wait. You and, some, and another person, if, another grown man. If, if, if you followed him long enough, you would have followed him back to his house. And you would have known right. that he lived in that area. Right. But again, we want to shoot first and ask questions later. This man is dead. His family has been been shook up, and they accomplished the goal. They wanted to strike fear in the hearts and minds of any black person who was coming into that neighborhood. And they did that. And you know, hey, I, what happens? What happens when you get someone who's just too far on the correction scale and go and burn mm-hmm. down their house? Mm-hmm. Could you imagine someone um, throwing a Molotov cocktail into someone's house? Yeah. You know, I mean, it could happen. I don't want it to happen. No. You know, some people are not waiting for justice. To be played out and will take the law into their own hands. But yeah, especially in this case, know, they just yeah, they're just allowing it. And it's like, I don't know, man. So I mean, are like Claire, and it's like it's everybody's posting about this. Like even some of a lot of the celebrities and stuff. Man, yeah. So I mean, um, I remain optimistic. I remain hopeful that there will be a peaceful resolve. Um, because in order for me to have faith in the justice system, I have to have that mindset. Right. So, 
But we'll be talking we'll about this uphold the United forever. States already. That's that's what's keeping us together. So we have to just believe it. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah, man. But um, I guess my final thought um, before we get ready to close up the show, man, is just, yes, I think we need to be aware of our environment. I think we need to be aware of the people in the surroundings. Um, um, understand your law. Understand the laws that are in play in your community and abide by them. You don't have to yeah. be out of vigilante like these guys were. Um, I don't think it's necessary. I think there's other ways of handling it. But for the most part, be aware of your surroundings, man. Know your law. Study up on your right. laws. And that's my mm-hmm. final thought, bro. Yeah. Um, on my side, I would just say, like, yeah, just, um, yeah, wow. Condolences going out to the family, first and foremost. That's right. That's right. Then, uh Secondly, I would say, like, you know, for the future of just, like, our people, like, you know, the African-American community, I would just say just, you know, have a little bit more situational awareness. Uh, try If there's a, a situation where you cannot be or try not to be aggressive or be combative, like, don't do that. And just, you know, do what you can to be self-reliant and take matters into your own hands. But don't just, like, just... Don't be like our aggressors, you know. That's right. You know, try to do, I agree with try you, to bro. Figure out, yeah, try to be, you know, figure out our own solutions. You know, you know, use the law to your advantage. You know, and I'm like I said, I'm not telling everybody to grab their pitchfork and go out into the street and cause problems or whatnot. But let's let's figure out how to like be better and let's come up with some solutions. I think this conversation is a start, and I think a lot of like of the our our examples, our leaders and icons need to step up and help with those laws and the judiciary process and advance that because they have the money and the power to do that. Even if they don't want to do it directly, they can fund a legal system or legal team to make the laws fair for our side too. They can do that. Like don't, don't sit that quietly and, and posting all these, like the social, don't repost all these videos and, images and not do nothing like do something like help the That's family hard. like help help our people help advance the our people you know yeah, and man. if they can't help our people help your community simple that's right and that's, those, that's right those are my parting thoughts and as always like i say uh just be good to each other and uh yeah let's let's give it some thought and let's give it some action that's right good word man and that yeah, yeah. So till next time, guys. Uh, leave your comments next below, time. and then we'll go from there. Peace. And there it is. Peace. Peace.